What's up, G? Do you know what happens when you start early? I do, G. You grow wealthy. It's time for Money with Mac and G. Finance for you and your family. Grant, I've been thinking about some stuff that Dad spoke to us about on our last podcast. You know, learning stuff from your parents. It is interesting. Dad and I spoke about how almost... 50% of all players in the NBA were related to current or former elite athletes. I am the greatest in the world. I float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. What's an elite athlete? Well, they say someone who played professionally in the NCAA or at a national team level. Do you think Dad is an elite financial guru? He says he is, and with all those letters behind his name, you know, see this and see that, it makes sense. See ya later! Did you know he has more letters behind his name than in his name? That's crazy! Do you think professional players learn a lot from their dads? Well, if you think about the NFL, Peyton and Eli Manning had to have learned something from their NFL father, Archie Manning, right? (laughs) Dad did say it was amazing watching Peyton play in Indianapolis from 1998 to 2011. By the way, where'd you find this info? It was in the Wall Street Journal, you know, the financial Bible. But having that many players related to other elite athletes is freaky, right? It is. And maybe they have great genes, as well as learning from their parents. Peyton was 6 foot 5 and 230 pounds. That had to have helped. Can't agree more. You know who has some great J-E-A-N-S? I do. Mom and I went out for some really cool stuff for school. Nice one. I got some cool new clothes, too. But right now, Mom and Dad may be the only ones who are going to see them. Yeah, if we're staying home for distance learning, there will be a lot of people who see my sweet new duds when doing Zoom. Darling, you look marvelous. Maybe you should sell your jeans and buy really cool shirts. Why? Oh, you know what? That's a great idea. If they're going to see the waist up, then forget the jeans and buy the shirts. Got it. We just have to think differently about the new normal. New clothes below the waist aren't normal, even if they make you feel good and no one sees them, right? Agree. Do you think we can ask Dad about some more of those important lessons to becoming wealthy? Let me teach you something. I'd like to learn them early before I get to be Dad's age. Ready? Teach us, oh elite financial guru, the lessons to be wealthy. Ouch! Ooh! Ah, that feels good. What is going on? Dad, are you okay? One, two, three. Ouch! Ooh, that feels so much better. Sounds like he's upstairs in his room. Okay, this is bizarre. Do you think he's hurt? He's not really screaming, though. And he acts like it feels so good. One, two, three. Ow, ouch! Oh, yeah, that hit the spot. <gasps> <sighs> Are you there? Oh, 
OMG, Dad, are you okay? What happened to your face? What are those needles sticking out of you? Did you fall into a box of nails? Ha ha. No, I didn't. I'm all right. You don't have to be afraid. It's called acupuncture. Well, it looks acupainful. <laughs> does that feel good? What does that even do? Well, facial acupuncture is used for anti-aging. It relaxes the muscles in the face and boosts collagen to reduce wrinkles. It also increases circulation and boosts elastin to firm and tone the face while prompting detoxification so you have a clearer, more even complexion. So, essentially, you look younger like us? I found the fountain of youth. Does it even do anything to get rid of your gray hair? Nice one, Mac. Dad, you need it with all this extra stress this year. Sorry to say, but 2020 hasn't been kind to you. <laughs> Can I try one? Wow, that comment really hurt, G. Remember, you have my genes, pretty boy. Sure, I can put a couple needles in that pretty young face of yours. No, 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 no. I meant, can I try putting a couple on your face? How long until you look younger? It doesn't seem like it's worked yet. Ouch, that hurts. Dad, I don't think you should let him. That could be super dangerous. His hand shakes. He has had too much caffeine. By the way... Do you know if there are scientific studies that say it works? I would be scared having Grant do it, but I don't think it can be worse than me doing it to myself. That's why I counted to three to get ready to stick myself. Did you know acupuncture started over 2,000 years ago? What exactly is acupuncture? I mean, how is it supposed to work? Well, it's called a traditional Chinese medicine practice that's used to improve the body's function and promote natural self-healing. You stimulate acupoints with a needle. Tickly, tickly, tickly time. So it started in China and you poke a needle in an area in your body to help yourself heal naturally? Yep, that's exactly it. You can think of your body as having several highways that go from your feet or hands up your body up to your head. They're called meridians. There are 12 of them. And what travels on those highways? Chi. Did you just say cheese? That makes no sense, but sounds yummy, but it doesn't make sense. No, chi is the life force of energy. Om. Sometimes the highway has a traffic jam and the chi can't move. Maybe you get hurt, sick, or your body isn't working right, so it's stuck and the chi builds up. So are you saying you have to release the chi so it can flow naturally along these highways? Yep. It's like a kinked hose where water can't get through. You stick in a needle to release it. By stimulating the area with a needle, it balances the flow of your chi to put you back into balance. A little bit like going to the chiropractor. Exactly. Some of the science isn't sure it works, but when you were in mom's belly, we tried it. Did you feel the needles? Come on, Dad. We were babies. But that might explain the small hole in McKenna's head. Are you off your rocker, G? I don't have a hole in my head, big or small. Is something wrong with you? Hey, G, be nice, man. There are various types of acupuncture. Some of them use bee venom. For pain from arthritis and other diseases. Go figure. I don't think I'm ready for that. What do you guys need anyway? 
We were thinking about stuff you learned from your parents or through reading, and we're hoping that you could share some of your dad wisdom on how to be rich. Money, 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 money. I'm really glad you asked, since I would have loved to have known some of these items when I was young. Remember how we spoke about each of my grandfathers? Yep. One focused on the farm and the other focused on business, investing and earning a degree in accounting to understand money better. Couldn't have said it better, Mac. There's a great book that I read many years ago that means a lot to me and a lot of people. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. That sounds spooky. <laughs> it sounds like Grandpa O and Grandpa Jones. Absolutely agree, G. Grandpa Jones was smart and a hard worker, but he didn't go down the same path as Grandpa O. The author's dad was the poor dad, but he learned a lot from his friend's rich dad. Okay, Dad, I'm listening. Bring it on. I can probably guess the first big idea. You have to make a lot of money at your job, right? Funny enough, Mac, you do have to make a decent living, but it's not about how much you make. It's about how much you keep. Give it to me. Give it to me. Okay, I'm lost already. Okay, well, did you know in our family, Uncle Tony was going to be the first to make a million dollars, I was going to be the first to save a million dollars, and Uncle Weston was going to be the first to spend a million dollars. Does that mean you all had to make one million dollars? Dad, I'm confused again. Huh? Okay, Mac, you're right. But Uncle Tony was going to build a business to acquire wealth. I would take a good job and save my money to get there, and Uncle Weston was going to earn a lot, but also spend a lot. That's really interesting. Uncle Tony did sell his business. We're doing pretty well, and Uncle Weston has a lot of nice stuff that we don't. Nice car. So, what do rich people do? True rich people, which is much better than being poor, spend less money than they make. Big idea number one. Rich people buy luxury items like nice cars, expensive watches, and clothes last. But poor people tend to buy them first. Sounds like you have to save money to make this work. Didn't your mom always say, pay yourself first? Right you are, Mac. She learned that from her dad, my grandpa O, who acted like the rich dad. Now, rich people think a J-O-B means just over broke. Oh, no, you didn't say that. I'm not sure I get that. Are you saying you don't get wealthy by just working a job? Absolutely. You can have a good job and save, but in the book, rich dads don't only work for money. They make money work for them. Work, work, work. Okay, so if you spend everything you make, you'll never build wealth. This makes perfect sense. We all need to make good decisions when we spend and wait to buy luxurious items. Isn't that where the budget comes in? Working a job is needed, but unless you get your money to work for you, you'll never be rich. Oh no. That's it. Nice job, Mac. Do you remember what you love about investing? Dividends! You just sit there on your butt eating chocolate, doing nothing, and they give you money. I love it. Love, 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 love. Exactly. So that's the next big idea. Money has to work for you. Big idea number two. Now, Uncle Tony took his money from the sale of his business and bought assets. Are assets what you buy when you invest in companies, stocks, bonds, and other things that grow in value? You got it. 
assets build your wealth. So if you're poor, what do you buy? Liabilities. And that's the next big idea. Rich people buy assets and poor people buy liabilities. Big idea number three. Wait a second. That sounds crazy. Why would anyone do that? I think Dad is talking about owing money on your credit cards for buying stuff you don't need. For me, I could just be buying too many video games, clothes that cost a lot, or other junk. Could it be from buying a new expensive car because it decreased in value, which means it's not an investment? Sounds like this is a type of debt that doesn't help you make money. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Good debt helps you make money, but bad debt takes your money away from you. The karma of good and bad. So, what is good debt? Well, if you borrow money to buy an apartment building where you get to collect money from rent, that would be good debt. It sounds like we have a lot to learn about investing, so you can put your money to good use, just like what we're doing with this podcast. That's absolutely true. Here it comes. You have to gain financial knowledge. Big idea number four. So once you earn money, you know how to hold on to it, keep people from taking it, and how to make it work for you. Okay. One, spend less than you earn. Two, know how to hold on to your money. Three, buy assets. And four, make them work for you. Grant, you rock. Excellent. It's not about starting with a lot, though that would be very nice, but building on key ideas. The author talks about four areas of financial knowledge. Accounting, yippee, investing, understanding the markets, and the law. We've talked about the first three for sure, but what about the law, Dad? A big part of the author's discussion on the law is how to use it to your advantage through the way you start a business and deal with taxes. We definitely know something about taxes. Maybe we can talk more about taxes or how to set up a good business at another time. Absolutely. I dig me some good tax discussions for sure. I smell refund. Really? So, we have one more big idea. Are you going to tell us? How about I ask a question? What is the biggest asset that any of us own? Okay, that sounds like a trick question. And it sounds like something we're born with. You're very warm, Einstein. I am the very smart person. Okay, that was a hint. It's got to be your mind. You got it. Your mind is your biggest asset. Big idea number five. It will help you make the right decisions, get past fear, take opportunities based on calculated risks, and learn the lessons that are most important. So, you mentioned fear and taking opportunities. Is this something rich people do? Yep, the rich see opportunities and take risks. Based on the book, poor people figure out ways not to take on new opportunities. Is that part of the reason why more people aren't wealthy? It doesn't sound complicated to move towards being wealthy. That's a great question, G. Here are a couple reasons why the author says we fail. Fear. (laughs) Laziness. (sighs) and bad habits. Grant, stop playing video games all day. We all have to face our fears, but I understand. I'm afraid of wasps. I know I could be a little more motivated, and my video game playing isn't the best habit. 
It all makes sense. I'm so happy to hear that. Realizing the issue is the first step. Happy, happy, happy! Yay! Dad, I think this really helped. It's good to see the difference between the rich dad and the poor dad. I can see how this would be important. Focusing on these five big ideas will help when you're trying to make a big decision like buying a new car or a smaller decision about whether to stay home to eat or go out. It really does add up. And if you just mastered one at a time, slow and easy, then it doesn't have to be overwhelming. I'm in. Time to probably say goodbye, and we'll see everyone on the next podcast with some more insights by some great authors. Sounds good. Thanks, Dad. Bye. Becoming wealthy or improving our financial position is something we can all learn how to do. It's a mindset, along with a framework to live by. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is about Robert Kiyosaki and his two dads, his real father, who is the poor dad, and the father of his best friend, who is the rich dad, and the ways in which both men shaped his thoughts about money and investing. There are five big ideas. Big idea. Spend less than you make. Acquire assets. Make your money work for you. Oh, we Oh. Increase your financial knowledge and your mind is your biggest asset. I think we can all live by these lessons. If you need to, write it on a piece of paper, hang it on your bathroom where you can see it when sitting on your toilet, on your refrigerator, or anywhere it can remind you. I have a dollar bill that I modified that reads 1,023,984, which is a number I dream about, and it keeps me in my money mindset. So I taped it to the steering wheel of my car. A big part of the battle is focus and staying on your game. It's not an overnight change. Start with making small adjustments to your spending. It's itsy bitsy. I'm sure we can all make one better decision a day. Stay at home and eat instead of a restaurant. It starts with one small adjustment. Then, after some time, you'll see the fruits of your labor, and you'll be so happy you did. The money you save can now be invested, which makes your money work for you. The circle continues with acquiring money, increasing your financial knowledge, and using your number one asset. Abby Normal. The journey is empowering, exciting, and very fulfilling. I am Hercules. That's why we want our children to start early. When you buy assets that make you money, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger as the years carry on. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you on our next episode. Don't forget to like, comment, and share us with your friends and family. Until then, keep your mind on your money and your money on your mind. Bye! Bye.